Greetings and welcome to another Different Church Podcast. My name is Jarrett and I hope you are having an awesome day. I'm recording this intro at 11.45 p.m. on Tuesday night and I apologize for getting this so late to you in the week, <clears throat> but I have just been exhausted. I didn't like do anything in particular, uh, just been beat for some reason and I just needed to kind of lay low. And so finishing this up now and excited to get it in your hands slash ears. Uh, we are pumped to present another guest speaker to you. Um, first of all, prayers and good vibes to James. James is supposed to speak this week, but they were under the weather. And so hopefully, James, you're feeling better if you're listening. Uh, huge shout out to Ron for stepping in literally like a day or two before Sunday. It's so cool that we just have people at church who are just like, oh yeah, a message in, in one day, I can pull that off. Uh, we are very lucky to have the talent and the kind hearts at different church. So thank you for being a part of that. Um, I don't really have a lot of announcements. We're still, uh, I think another month away from having Hannah back uh, speaking. She's been around the past few weeks um, doing some welcomes and just hanging out with baby Noah. So please come out and see them. They would love to see you. Uh, anyway, Ron, thank you so much for this message. Uh, you rock and everybody listening, you are going to love it. Hey, thanks for the warm welcome. Well, I am Ron and I am the other half of Terry sitting to my left. And uh, we have been in ministry for 40-some years, 39 years in footprint ministry, and um, we've had the pleasure of a journey of growing to understand God. And it's my pleasure to love his people with the love that he's loved me with. And I think that there's no greater message than understanding and knowing for ourselves the love that God has for us. I think it's the most healing, wholesome building block that any of us can have in our life. And I had an experience some years ago. We were really praying and, and asking God to increase our church, the whole thing, souls being saved. God, give us a, a fresh wave of, of your spirit. Let people come to know your love. And it was a great prayer. And I, I was really laboring in this, almost begging God. And in the midst of this, this very clear voice spoke to me on the inside and said, Ron, will you let me love you 100%? completely and here I'm praying for revival and these things and I'm for a second for a second I'm stunned I'm like wait a minute I'm not praying about this then it hit me evidently I was not allowing God to completely love me that there were things in my heart and my mind that said I wasn't worthy of being completely loved and that was such a revelation. And all of a sudden, I cried out to God, and I said, yes, Lord, I will let you love me completely. And literally, this beautiful, healing, 
warm love of God begin to course through my spirit, through my heart, through my mind. And it began to break lies that I wasn't worthy of that love or I had to earn that love. I had to pray enough for that love. I had to do enough right things. I had to witness about him to have that love. And God said, I love you completely because you're mine. I made you. You have value to me as my son. That day changed my total direction for our church. And all of a sudden I realized we really are called. It's not just a word, but we're called to be family. We're called to be a tribe of people, a place that's safe for people to land in, a place to be loved. And how many of you have heard about the unconditional love of God, only to turn around and have conditions placed on it? It's a dichotomy. It's, it's a weird place. Church can have your emotions all over from... Uh, it's by grace and the love of God that has me here, but yet am I doing enough to deserve it? And the real truth is we've never been away from God. The real truth is we've always been his because he is the father of creation. He is the father that made us, and we were made for his pleasure. We were made because it gives him pleasure the same way Hannah's join her new son and he gives her pleasure. And he's not doing anything right or wrong, right? He's not working on the house, he's not earning money, he's not contributing. Matter of fact, he gives her poopy diapers he cries, he doesn't sleep all the time, he doesn't mind, he doesn't know how to take any sort of suggestion, he's just being. And in our being, we give God pleasure. So I'd like to read just a couple of passages. So 1 John chapter 4, verse 16, it says, and we have known... In other words, this has been something through experiencing God that becomes something very known to us, very real to us. It says, we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. It doesn't say God has put on love or God learned about love. It says God is love. You know what that means? He's intrinsically love the fiber of his core is love god is merciful he's mercy god is the god of hope he's intrinsically hope and god comes to us in these values that are he is made out of and he begins to share and make those values known to us. And so the writer here is stating God is love, 
And he who abides in love abides in God. When we learn how to love people without condition and we place value on them, all of a sudden, even if we're not trying to be aware of God, because we're moving in this, this realm of giving people affirmation, we're giving people value, we're giving people identity. In that moment, whether you know it or not, you're in God by doing that. You're in the presence of God. There's this oneness that you're in God and God is in you. Just because you're moving in this, this item called love. Everybody wants to be loved. Come on. Everybody you know wants to be loved. We want to have value. What, what is this life if people outside of us are not saying you have value? We were not made to be isolated. God even said in the beginning, it's not good for man to be alone. Mankind. It's not healthy for us to be alone. And so we're learning how to receive this love that we can know it by God. And he says, so he who abides in love abides or remains. The word abide means remain. When we remain in love and we put our love on with the people around us, we're remaining also in God and God in him. In John 13, 34, it says, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you that you also love one another. So that's why I said it's my pleasure to love you with the love I've been loved with because he broke so many lies. I love breaking lies off of people that believe they're unworthy of love. You know, if you're breathing today, you have purpose. He's, Jesus was teaching us there's a way to build a community that shares the love that he loved us with. So in Matthew 22, 37 and 40, this is a scripture everybody knows. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. I'd like to substitute commandment here means teaching or value. So it's a core value. So this is the first core value is that we're in this loving relationship from our hearts with God. And the second value is to love each other as we love ourselves. I found out that honestly, I had a lot of self-loathing. I saw my shortcomings. Um, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, not having self-hatred. There were times I actually had self-hatred. I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but it's because I didn't see the value. And, and I was actually raised in a home by my dad, who was also raised that way by his father, and we had generations of making people do things that proved their value. 
So that was something that definitely had to change in my life in order for me to love myself unconditionally. So when I'm able to love myself properly, then I'm able to love you. When I give myself breaks in a learning curve, then I'm able to give you breaks in a learning curve. When I'm able to forgive myself of my shortcomings and recognize them and release myself through Christ from them, then I'm able to release you. And that's where a community of safety and harmony begins to build. I'm in love with community because I'm in love with people. I'm not in love with the idea of community. I enjoy being amongst people. You know, we, we have a swimming pool at home, but that swimming pool isn't near as, as much fun unless it's filled with people. Come on. It, eating. I hate to eat alone. Do you, anybody else in here hate to eat alone? I really do hate to eat alone. To me, that's community time. That's where you share with people. You get to kind of talk about the day. You get to connect. And you know, the whole thing about relationship comes from the word relate. And so I, I want to talk about how we relate to each other and how we relate to Jesus. So I want to read from uh, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. Jesus is standing, and this is not too long after he said he, he stood looking over Israel, and he was moved with compassion because he saw them as sheep scattered without a shepherd. They were people that were scattered and not in community. They were isolated. And, you know, one of my favorite scriptures out of Psalm 68 is that God sets, basically it's translated the isolated or the alone person into family. He brings them out of the place of being bound into prosperity. Well, it's, it's very interesting to me because here we are isolated if we're not being received or we don't have community, and yet that's a place that we, <clears throat> we feel very bound by rejection. And yet the minute that somebody says, I love you, come and be a part of us, there's this breakthrough that happens that we begin to feel like we're prospering, we're moving in life, we're, we're developing something. And all of us want to be productive. You know, we want to be fruitful. We want to know that every day is, is we're living to our best. And so Jesus sees that these people are scattered, and he says, come to me. I just want to share a thought that everybody's waiting for somebody to say, come and join us. Come and join me at dinner. Come and join me at the beach. Come and be a part. Jesus is making an open invitation saying, come and be a part of who I am. And so come to me is one of the most beautiful phrases that we can offer anybody. 
And so he says, come, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. Well, I want to read what the, the actual definitions of these two words are so we can understand it. The word labor here means having difficulty in doing something despite working hard. Even though you're working very hard to try to accomplish something, but you're, you're in a constant state of getting resistance or making headway. Heavy laden means of a person. You can be heavy laden by people, it says, who are strict or harsh, which means critical, judgmental, all of these things. It also, heavy laden means to be mentally oppressed or it's a place it's hard to endure. It also means feeling or expressing sadness or of situation serious and hard to deal with. Now, one of the things that I think all of us have a challenge with is when people are harsh with us. Because harshness makes us feel rejected, right? But we're in a world where people are saying, well, why does God allow this to happen? Why does God allow that to happen? And it tries to steal the idea that God does love us. But do you know God has a value also with love and mercy and kindness and all these other values, and it's called freedom. He who the Son has set free is free indeed. And the way that we're free is that God gave us free will in the very beginning. Free will is one of the most wonderful gifts. It's where we're creative from. It's, it's where we have dreams. It's, it's a beautiful thing. But if we're fragmented, free will can actually do a lot of harm to people. People can talk down to people. People can not include people. People can judge people. But God didn't give free will for that reason. But we're amongst a, a, a globe of people that there, there are still fractured people. And because of that, it can make us sad, right? If, if we hear about a war, I don't know what it does to you, but it makes me sad. When I hear people are, are dying, losing their homes, losing their jobs, and yet, in the midst of this, God says, but I've given people free will to change that. I've given free will to people to set a value on life, human life. And so Jesus says, all you who labor are heavy laden by this thing that's going on, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. It's interesting because the word yoke, that's an old word that talked about yoking two animals together to plow the field. You're aware of that. But it means to be joined together. That's the basic meaning. Jesus is saying, come beside me. Be in a friendship position. Be in a companion position beside me, not under me, not behind me not ahead of me, be in a place where we can walk together and share hearts together where we understand each other and let me love you with these values that I have. 
And when you're loved by these values and you learn from me, then there's going to be this place of rest. And the rest, the word rest here, let me get down to it, means to cease from work or movement in order to relax or to refresh oneself or recover strength. It means to allow to be inactive in order to regain strength, health, or energy. It means to be placed or supported so as to stay in a specific position. That position is for us to be able to remain in the safety and the comfort of God's love. Every day, if I remain in his love, I'm able to love the world around me. If I just listen to their brokenness, I can actually try to run away from humanity. Have you ever ran and hid? You're, you're around, but you've hidden your heart. You know, you're, you're trying to go to a safe place. I love the scripture where Jesus talked about being the good shepherd, and, and he talked about, you know, I'm the shepherd with the flock, but once in a while, sheep get hurt, and they're feeling heavy laden, and they escape, and they go to a place that makes them lost. They're lost from love. They're lost from the community. They're lost from their identity. They're lost from worth. And Jesus said, I love them so much that I'm going to go and seek until I find them. And then I'm going to put them on my shoulders. And we're going to have that walk back together. And I'm going to speak to you to create rest, for you to regain your strength, for you to be made whole again in order that you can return into the flock of humanity and carry my love. Love them with the love that I've loved you with. You know, today as they were singing about the kingdom, what is the kingdom? It, it's the word realm. What, it, what realm? God's realm is the realm of family. It's the realm of tribe. It's the realm of belonging. It's the realm of mercy. It's the realm of hope. God wants us to know his love. Come on. He wants that deep inner peace, that rest that comes on us when we know I'm a part. Yeah, I count. You see me. I see you to know and to be known. That's what our hearts cry out for. And here, I think that's the vision that Hannah and the people who have gathered here is to create that place that says, you belong. Yeah, you belong, your family. Come on in, take a seat, rest. I hope that is a blessing to you today. I hope you're encouraged because this is a house not of sermons, but a place of edification, the building up of each other. So I hope you're built up today. 
know that you're loved. Amen.